Are you one of the many couples who began your relationship in what we call the high octane or honeymoon stage, but now life has you wondering, where did all that love and connection go? Hey, if this sounds like part of your current story, welcome to the Red Truck Marriage Podcast. We want to help you experience God's best in marriage, a relationship that is stronger, deeper, and more exciting than ever before. So meet my wife and co-host, Stuart Anderson. And he's my husband and co-host, Dr. David Anderson. It's time for you to become the heroes of your marriage story. So let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Red Truck Marriage Podcast. Hello, everyone. We're so glad you're listening today. If you're a parent or plan to be a parent, we have a very meaningful episode for you. The title today is How to Make a Positive Impact on Your Child's Confidence. We're going to add such an important part of the content we gave you in our last episode, Courageous Parenting, Tools for Becoming Effective Parents. So listen, folks, if you didn't hear our last episode, I recommend that you go back and listen to episode 32 before you join us here today, because today we're going to talk about strategies for helping your child or teenager, by the way, maintain a strong sense of worth or confidence in a world that basically hijacks it. Yeah, so let's get started. You know, we've all heard the phrase, it's a harsh world out there, and most of us would agree with that because we've all experienced it. Mm. So what makes it such a harsh world? And in short, it's a harsh world because it's filled with broken people, just like you and me. I, I don't say that as a guy that sees the glass half empty either, like as though I see everything through these negative lenses. It's really through the lenses of reality. Yeah. You know, David and I believe that all people have good in them, including you and me. What makes us all broken people and therefore just contributes to this very harsh world is that we have a difficult time seeing or accepting our goodness or our worthiness, you know, seeing ourselves as God sees us. And we don't want to go like too far down that road only to say... We as parents can do so much to help our children see themselves as worthy people of like our love and God's love and therefore bring goodness to the world. So how do we do that as parents? That's really the topic of our conversation today. In our last episode, we talked about giving our children the gift of consistency Mm-hmm. communicating expectations and consequences to our children and making sure that we follow through no matter what. And the key here, and I want to point this out, Stuart, because I think it's important, is making sure we do this follow through with a boatload of grace. Mm. Now, listen to me on that, folks, a boatload of grace. Um, so I don't use this word grace loosely. Um, I I love the book, What's So Amazing About Grace. It was written by a guy, Philip Yancey. And what he says about grace is that it's a word that may be impossible to define. So today, what we want to do in this podcast, all right, is instead of trying to define it, 
I want to describe what grace can look like in your parenting and the wonderful, the amazing effect it can have on your child's view of themselves and ultimately Mm. their behavior. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, as you heard in our previous episode, David and I are strong believers in setting boundaries with children. We even believe that consistency in setting your boundaries will give your children or our children a strong sense of security because kids need to know what to expect from us as parents when they make behavior choices. Wow, that is so, so true. And remember how we define courageous parenting in our last episode. Um, It is about consistently loving your child and using the authority You've been given as a parent. Listen, love comes in many different forms, right? Starting with consistency. I I said this in the other episode, this last one, is that you show me a parent who is being inconsistent, Mm -hmm. like consistently inconsistent. (laughs) I'll show you a parent that in some ways who, who is like selfish, right? Because consistency... It's hard. It's difficult, and it's also very inconvenient. Right. It takes a lot of energy. No question. So what does it mean to consistently give grace? Mm. When David and I started preparing for this episode, I got a little bit nervous because I (laughs) I didn't want us to be misunderstood about this topic of grace. So let me just say this. Giving grace to our children is not about being lenient. It's not about being that yes parent who does. Yes. Say that again. Let me I'm gonna stop you there. I want you to say that one okay. more time. Okay. It is not about being the yes parent who doesn't do what they say they're going to do. Mm. Or the one who rescues their child from having negative consequences because of their behavior. That is exactly right. But it is also about now listen to me, friends, separating your child's behavior from who they are as a worthy or valuable child of God who is dearly loved. Yancey says it this way, grace doesn't excuse the sin, but it treasures the sinner. Mm. I love that, right? to break that Um, down. Yeah. So let me give you an example. Um, Let's say you're out in the backyard, you're playing catch with your children, all right? And your 10-year-old shows disrespect to his younger sister. And maybe he does this by teasing her for missing the ball that you're, you know, you're throwing back and forth. It's important that you communicate or remind your child, right, that respect towards others is a must when playing together. All right. That's a that's a rule, that's a principle in your in your family. You would also let your child know that if he chooses, there's that word, I love that word, to continue to behave that way, he or she will choose to lose the privilege of participating in that activity, or maybe even lose the privilege of playing outside. Right. So let me continue with that example. Now, grace is not giving your child several chances to correct the behavior. Grace is separating the behavior from the person, and it might might sound something like this. Son, teasing your sister about missing the ball is very disrespectful behavior, and it goes against the rules of our family. 
I know you're capable of making better choices to encourage your sister. How can you fix this? Yeah. And when I, I give him that statement, you know, I'm implying that he has the capacity, he has the goodness in him to make a better choice and to actually fix the situation. I love that versus telling the child how to fix it. Right. You're tapping into his goodness, right? Mm-hmm. What a great question that mm-hmm. is. Um, it's such a better response than saying something like this. Um, you are a mean brother. How would you like it if I teased you every time you missed the ball? Now tell your sister you are sorry, right? In my example, the subtle difference is that I tell my child who he is, right? Which is a mean person, Mm. right? In Stuart's example, she tells him he has the ability to encourage others, like it's inside of him if he chooses to behave that way. Yeah, let me let me just interject this. What we also want you to recognize here is that if if you as a parent have a tendency to be this critical first when you're correcting behavior, we want you to recognize that it's possible you're establishing a critical spirit in your child. Mm-hmm. And we're going to help you see an option or another way of, of responding to your child. Exactly. And when that's, when we put that into our child, like when we show our child a critical spirit within mm-hmm. ourselves, then guess what happens, right? They hand it down uh, to other people, right? right? In the family, forward. in their classroom, in the world, right? right? Over the course of their life, right? Right. So that's really important. Um, I want to give you a principle for parenting, all right? And it goes really back to this word grace. And what I'm about to tell you is something that I have certainly not been perfect at myself, but I really want to be, right? Maybe not perfect at it because that would be impossible, but I want to I want to exercise this principle way more often throughout my life. Listen, Whenever we discipline our children or have a hard conversation with them, make sure we always communicate in word, in the words we use, in our emotion, and in our actions. This, there is nothing son, there's nothing daughter you can do to make me love you more. Or make me love you less. Now, I didn't get this from my own mind or my own heart, right? It's really the heart of God. It's what he says to us, mm. that there's nothing that can separate us from his love. Like nothing right. we can do to separate right. ourselves from his love. And therefore, there's nothing we can do to make him love us anymore. Boy, that is so important how you explain that, because it's not just about our words. It's about the emotions that we present. I mean, mm. we can correct child's, a child's behavior with a straight face, with, exactly. with calm emotions, without having to rise our emotions. I mean, you know, Escalate. get enraged. Exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so important. Now, this brings us to another really important point that I believe will make all of this come full circle. And it's the difference between praise and encouragement. Mm -hmm. 
So, David, talk a little bit about this difference between praise and encouragement. Sure. You know, we spent a lot of time on this topic here uh, in our Courageous Parenting Live event because it is such an important point. Mm -hmm. You know, so many people over the years have done research on these two things, praise versus encouragement. In fact, uh, Alfred Adler, he's the founder of the well-known Adlerian theory. Now, it's well-known, at least to people like me in my field, right? But he once said this, that praise isn't good for children. That Mm. praise reduces a child's risk-taking. Right? And risk taking is a part of healthy growth. So he basically believed that everyone has a sense of inferiority, right, from childhood. So they try to overcome it by striving for this superiority, right? That is, my worth comes from how well I do things. And how much better I do things than this person here next to me, right? That's what drives them, which makes the stakes very high, right? My risk-taking diminishes out of fear of failure. And therefore, I won't get this praise or other people's approval. Now, this is really important, folks. I, I don't want to get too complicated here, but what we're basically saying is that praise, and, and it's so unintentional for parents because we want to praise, and I'm, I'm going to give you an example of praise versus encouragement in just a minute, but praise cultivates this in children, this, this fear of taking risk, because if I mess it up, then I'm not going to get praise. I'm not going to get this external right uh, force from other people, right? Or, or please people. Exactly. Right. Thanks for, for clarifying that. Um, it, it's what makes us this praise, like hungry for other people's approval. Whereas encouragement, on the other hand, it cultivates internal motivation. That is that inner voice inside of us right? Versus other people's voices, those external voices. Here's an example. Um, and I'm going to try to simplify this by taking all the psychobabble <laughs> out, right? Okay. So listen, if little Johnny comes home with a picture, right? He drew at school. Listen, I have two ways that I can respond to him. I could say, oh, and by the way, this is praise, right? This is, I'm that external motivation for him. Oh, Johnny, that picture is amazing. I think it's beautiful. I love this picture. Look at all this, like the the colors and how you stayed in, in between the lines with your coloring and all that. I'm going to take this picture and I'm going to put it on the refrigerator so everybody can see it. Wow. (laughs) All right. Let's just be clear because you said praise isn't good for children. Exactly. It's not. And and by the way, listen, we can praise once in a while. I'm just saying we need to give a boatload more of encouragement, right? So here's what encouragement would sound like when the little fella brings his picture home, right? I may say, Johnny, look at this picture. How you stayed in between those lines. I know that took so much patience. Mm. 
when you were doing this coloring. I mean, unbelievable. And the colors that you chose, that took so much of your creativity to do this job, this paint this picture. And then I may end up by saying something like, how do you feel about it? Oh my gosh, that that almost brought tears to my eyes because I could see little Johnny just about to burst with, you know, recognition that he did that with pay, patience and, <laughs> and, oh creativity God, and creativity and creativity and oh, I can just see him sitting there coloring and <laughs> exactly. And then to ask him how does he feel about it? Oh yeah, I'm asking him to go inward. It's not about how I feel about it. Right. I want him to tap into how he felt about this piece of art that he's done, Mm. right? And that's what generates that internal motivation versus him trying to do a good job to get this external motivation, that is, to please his dad. Right. Right? I want him to be pleased. Oh, right. Right? For the character that he used. Ah. Does that make sense? Yes. I lo- um, I so enjoyed that example. You know, this distinction between praise and encouragement is very subtle. It really is. But and it's so important. It is important. And, and I just want to say this also about praise versus encouragement. Praise is, as we said, an external motivation that makes our children what I call praise junkies, right? Oh, right. <laughs> Where they're just striving and striving to get other people's approval versus encouragement. That acknowledges who he is or who she is as a child of God. It, it points out the characteristics of God you see in him. And listen, if you ever struggle with, all right, how can I encourage my child, right? Mm-hmm. Think about this. The scripture says that God made us in his image. So figuring out, like, what does that really mean, right? The the scripture says that Jesus is the visible expression of the invisible God. So to think about the characteristics of God, we look at at Christ, right? Loving, kind. Uh, As I said earlier for little Johnny, creative, right? Uh, Patient, so patient with us right? Um, Smart, powerful. See, those are characteristics of Christ, but we're made in his image. So what that means to me is that we too have those characteristics in us. Those of us that say yes to Christ, those of us that care about what God has to say about us, our marriage, uh, you know, the, the different components of our life, I have those characteristics in me. Because Christ lives in me. Mm. So when I'm encouraging my child, or anybody else for that matter, right? I, I look for those characteristics of God in them. And then I, I use those words to breathe that into my child. Johnny, I, I see the creativity it took in writing that or drawing that picture, right? That's a characteristic that God has given them. So I breathe that into him. I speak that into him versus just praising him for staying in between the lines and how pleased I am with him, right? That's, that's. I hope you get that point, friends. Well, it, it goes back to what, what I said in the beginning, that part of what creates this harsh world is our own 
inability to accept accept what's good about us mm. or mm. to see ourselves as God sees us. So what you're explaining is how to build that up in yes. our children. Through oh. encouragement. Oh, yes. This encouragement is such a profound way for parents, for all of us to speak into our children who they are as children of God. And it's subtle. It really is subtle. Mm-hmm. And let me just say this. That that doesn't mean, you know, like my kids played sports and I had the privilege of getting to coach them right up from T-ball, right? You know, if I hop in the truck with one of my children, let's, let's say it's Walker and you know, he, I could remember when we were uh, playing, uh, you know, rec league football and we were playing in the championship game and my son Walker, like he had the the game saving tackle, right? That, that allowed us to win the championship. Now it wasn't just his tackle, right? Every kid contributed to that championship, but that was a game saving tackle. Right. So, you know, we get in the truck. That doesn't mean I'm not going to give him some praise like Walker, man. That was that was incredible, dude. I I was so proud of you when you made that tackle. (laughs) Of course, I'm going to say that to him. But let me tell you what else I want him to hear. Encouragement. I want him to hear me say, Walker, like when you made that tackle with five seconds to go in the game, and it was raining and muddy, and I know you were tired, and and you tapped in, man. You 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 brought out that little extra effort. I'm just wondering, how did you feel about that? Mm. Mm. See, that's encouragement because I was talking about his effort, that thing that I want him to use the rest of his life, regardless whether it's in his marriage or in college or in in his work. I want him to tap in to effort. And I believe that comes from God. You know, when you add that last part about asking a child, how did you feel about that? Mm -hmm. I just have this vision of a child just overflowing with words, you know, explaining their their efforts and their accomplishment, Mm -hmm. just wanting to talk about that. I mean, what a great opportunity for children to talk about themselves after you've given them encouragement. Absolutely. And and I hope we can all just kind of, I don't know, begin making a habit of doing that. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I want to say something about this podcast for just a minute. And it, it really, it goes beyond this topic of parenting, right? Many of you have heard the term elevator pitch, right? It's it's basically what you would say if you were in an elevator with someone who asks you like what you do, what you do for a living or something like that. And you only have about 30 seconds, right, to take it, uh, to talk about it, like as you go from uh, the first floor to the fourth floor, right, on an elevator. Ultimately, I I want to give you my element, our elevator pitch, right? That 30 second answer to why do we do this Red Truck Marriage podcast? Okay, here it is. 30 second answer. We do this podcast because we want our listeners to hear about the extravagant love of Christ, right? As we said earlier, and there's nothing that this, right? There's nothing we can do to make God love us more or less. I want us to constantly talk about that on our podcast. He is for you. 
and not against you. He wants us to take that love, that extravagant love he has for us. He wants us to take it to our spouse, to our children, to our church, our community, and our world. And Stuart and I believe it begins with our marriage. That's why we do the Red Truck Marriage Podcast. Mm. Well, thank you, honey, for for being a spokesperson for both of us on that. Um, it's, it's come to the time for our call to action. So the first thing that we want to encourage you to do is to think about the subtle ways you praise your kids versus encouraging them when they do something well. Remember, encouragement acknowledges the characteristics that it took to do things well. Mm, that is so big. Uh, we also want you to talk with your spouse about Philip Yancey's in that, uh, his book, What's So Amazing About Grace, his comment that grace doesn't excuse the sin, but it cherishes the sinner. What does, it like, what does that mean to you when it comes to using consequences with your child? How does that speak to your tone, your emotions mm-hmm. when disciplining your children? Mm-hmm. Or teenagers, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, we also want you to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. I've said this uh, many times. Uh, Dr. David Anderson, Impacting People. That's the name both on my Instagram and Facebook. Listen, you'll get a daily dose of encouragement and tools to live God's best in marriage. And I also want to ask you to do one other thing. Like on our podcast platform, um, Please give us a review, right? Uh, tell people how this Im- this uh, podcast is impacting your marriage, your family, and your life. Because what we're going to start doing uh, in the future is when you folks give us a uh, a review, uh, we're going to pick one, at least one, every episode, and we're going to read it out. We're going to tell our listeners you know, what you said about this podcast. And what that does for us, folks, is it allows kind of the the algorithm of, you know, the podcast getting out there, the Instagram stuff, the Facebook stuff, it just increases it to expand the audience from with uh, the Red Truck Marriage podcast. Yep, absolutely. You know, we're we're trying to turn this harsh world into a softer, loving world. And yes. you can help us with that by doing all of that. So we love walking with you as we all try to navigate marriage. And remember, it's not good to do it alone. Remember also to always drive the red truck in your marriage. Bye for now.